Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Good Bit Podcast. We are live. Coming to you, actually not live. We are recording right here, right now. Oh. Thank you very much. I have to break that to you. This is not a live stream, um, and you're not talking to me live. <laughs> <laughs> this is, everybody, the Good Bit Podcast solo edition. As uh, My name is Chris, and I'll be doing this episode just myself until Alan comes back. You're back. You call nice me Alan. You. There we go. Did you call me Alan there? You did? I, well, you know I meant Aaron, but I'm, Alan may have come out. I hate people who call me Alan. <laughs> you don't hate people called Alan? No, no. No. Alan Turing. <laughs> Alan. That was the first Alan. What are you talking about? I'm, t- I'm just naming Alans. All right. Uh, Alan Cummings. Yeah. Alan um, Partridge. Alan Carr. I like it, uh, Alan. I'm going to have to Google this. Famous Alans. Two L's or one L? Oh, one. Yeah. List of people with the given name Alan. Alan Arkin, actor. I don't know. Alan... We've gone rogue. We've gone rogue straight we off have, the bat. We have. I'm sorry. Oh, wait a minute. There's, there's, there's loads. There's absolutely loads. Anyway, okay. um, you, if, listen, if you were called Alan, you'd be my favourite Alan, but we're not. Thank you. It's all good. Um, yes, how are you? It's nice to see you again. We are uh, recording both audio and video. So for those listening, um, thank you very much. But also for those watching, we welcome you. How are you, my friend, Aaron? Aaron is fine. I've got a new poster. Check it out. Yeah, when you moved a minute ago, I was like, oh, there's a poster with a knife on it. It's got the number 100 on it. Yeah, it's actually a poster for a TV show I like. Um, called No Reservations, starring my hero, Anthony Bourdain. You won't know who that is. I don't really know. I know the name. But I he don't know who. is a writer and a former chef who became a TV sensation by traveling the world and just doing um, uh, episodes about countries or cities. And he is my hero. And I was watching the replay of our last podcast. And I was looking at my Zoom background and I was just like, it looks so shit with just this, <laughs> this beige wall. Just, just, and having this really does something. It does it really brings it all together. No, listen, yeah, you've got yeah. far more exciting Zoom background than me. You've got a plant and everything. And the top of the guitar, actually. You've got depth. Do I? Yeah, you, of course. You, look how far back that goes. That's great. You can't buy, you can't substitute depth. I've got, no, this is boring. I've just got this. This plant is a saving grace. I'm touching it with it. And this this pot is nice. It's got a bit of texture. That's this black pot. thing is just a file thing. So that's rubbish. <laughs> this uh, wood, I don't like the this cabinet. No, I, I quite like it. From. Um, the guitar that shouldn't really be in it. It should be on the wall. Like, yeah, you take me as someone that would like collect really important memorabilia from musical history and then have it on the wall like that. Yeah, very nice, very nice. Those who are just listening to the audio, now this—I mean, if there was ever an incentive to go and watch the video version, this is it. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, and now you're wearing AirPods. They don't have any wires. <laughs> you, sound, <laughs> you sound so old when you said that. So <laughs> you're wearing the AirPods, no wires. What's that about? So how do they work? So you're able to walk around your room and still hear me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How far awesome. can you go? How far can you go? I could probably go all the way to the exit of my flat. So <laughs> you, I think. But it wouldn't be very good for uh, the video version of the podcast, but it would be really handy if you were, like, I don't know, doing the dishes or something and I was on a, I was on a, a rant of some sort. I do... I do utilize that. I uh, on a phone call, I can just oh yeah, I can just take it rogue, baby. Yeah, but is the <laughs> mic is the mic quality not great though? Because the AirPods are okay. I mean, yeah, I'm definitely using this mic, right? Yes, definitely. No, yeah, the mic on this isn't great. All right, um, we well, you, you have a new good. mic. Yes, have you, you have a new mic? Yeah, it looks like you're interviewing me. Yes, uh, I look a bit like a journalist when I'm doing like a high school project. <laughs> Yeah, you can do so many things on the go now. You yes? can, or do well, you have to? Well, this is our plugin. Um, but yeah. still, 
It, well, here's the thing. I uh, for the good bit, you know, the past three weeks. Let's address it now. The past three weeks, Aaron has has not been here. He's been too busy watching films, um, not been able to come on yeah. the, the podcast. I've had three guests on, and it's been great talking to people from all all over the world, literally. Um, mm. we had uh, Madeline McGurk from Edinburgh. We had Luke Ryan, who's recently from Wales, I think is currently living in London. And uh, then we had Daisuke Beppu on last week, who is live in Tokyo. I don't know if he's live right now, but he's from Tokyo. He starts every of his uh, YouTube videos, from, like, he goes, greetings from Tokyo, my dear, dear friends. And he's one of my favorite, favorite YouTubers. And it was a pleasure to have him on the podcast last week. We talked about Rear Window. Um, and you know the way, like, I think this happened a couple of times, like last season, when we'd have like new people on all the time. You know, some episodes were a bit more formal than others, but for no reason mm. other than it's just like we ended up chatting about the film in a more kind of formal way. Um, mm. And then sometimes it's a little more like just it's more of a conversation. Like when me and you do it, we're just talking about absolutely anything. But then for like, a film podcast, I'm the worst guest. What are you talking about? Because you're, 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 you're I don't. Of good opinions on films. Yeah, but I spend most of the time just talking about bull crap. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's why fine. I always invite you back. But then we had we had Daisuke on last week who knows everything about films and you know he's talking about like the history of Hitchcock films and you know the importance yeah. of you know um tension and films and it was just interesting. So be out um, your depth. <laughs> I was out my depth a little bit, yeah. I was like he was talking about what was he saying? He was saying, Oh yeah, um, I went to see Police Academy 4 at the cinema, and at that point, you know, they they be- became a little bit more PG. And he went on about like why it was more PG, you know, and why it's important to kind of bring in more of an audience and stuff like that. And I was just saying, oh, but you know, when you're when you're we, you know, and things are more PG, it's not as good. <laughs> and as soon as I said that, I was like, oh, he's probably looking down on me now. But anyway, um, I have no idea where I was going with that. Oh, yes, we're talking about the different mic. Um, we're getting different people on all the time, and I would love to do as many of these episodes in person as possible. I mean, that used to be the thing, like Zoom and Zencaster and things like that. These were figments of imagination a couple of years ago, yeah. but now it's all we know. So I'm thinking with the possibility of, um, of of going into people's houses or studios and things like that and getting to do the good bit with people face-to-face. I've got a few people lined up coming on soon, and I'll be traveling to where they live to, to do it, you know? So um, oh. trying out the, the handheld mics, and hopefully it sounds okay. Adam seems to think it who, does, so. Who are you traveling to? Not far. I'm going to Leith. Um, to get an actor called Mark Kidd on the show, um, Chloe Ann Taylor, who was in um, Trainspotting at the Sits, going to her flat. Um, yeah, just because it's just friends I've met over the years, and I'm like, do I come on the podcast? And they're like, yeah. But I, I asked them, like, in the, the plan of doing it on Zoom and stuff, you know, and now I can have the option. I'm like, you want to do it on Zoom or do you want to do it in person? And obviously, the preferred choice would probably be in person, um, mm. unless they don't want me around them. Um, but still, you know, it's fun. I'd like to do one with you in person. You can come to my house if you want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if I told you this, but I've booked two holidays. I thought you were about to say, I've booked to come. <laughs> I'm leaving tomorrow. Now I'm going to Tenerife in June and yep. Gran Canaria in August, both Canary Islands. Um, you need so a I, bit more sort of scope on your holidays. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But I think it's like twice. First holiday back, you know, trying to enjoy myself. Um, and also go so to take any risks exactly exactly so i'm taking up. a big big i'm taking a big risk with my i've got a holiday booked as well i booked a, about a week ago i'm taking a huge mega risk i'm doing the exact opposite of you you're going somewhere you've not, never been before yes well i've been to the country but um i'm going to portugal uh me and my friend are going um surfing for a week Okay, first question. Never surfed. Mm-hmm. Ever. And um, ever. And uh, it's in a hostel as well. A hostel on the beach. Not a, ho- not a Airbnb, not a hotel. Never done that either. Um, so what does that include? What does the hostel include then? A bed. I think you get a kitchen. And uh, you get surf stuff. Nice. You would need it's that. all in, it's all like a place, it's a surf place. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, why don't you come back and we'll do the movie Surfs Up one time? Sure. I think it's like penguins uh, I, or something. Penguins, yeah, it is. Um 
yeah, I'm nervous. I'm very excited, but I'm nervous because it's not it's not like a it's not a holiday I've ever done before. That is exciting. I was going to ask you actually. Um, you told me ages ago. This is, you've clearly done this because this would have been like last summer. But you were going to Portugal, like on a solo holiday. Did you do that? Ah, uh, yeah. No, I had to cancel it because I had a, a job come up. Filming one of the, come one up of the acting and, jobs. Uh, wow. Yeah, and uh, well, they. They moved the dates. This is very boring, but they moved the dates, and so I had to cancel it. So I got the money back. That's good. I, wanted, I really, I had it booked. I was going to go. Yeah, I remember you telling me you were going on your own. It was going to be the most chilled holiday ever. Um, I but no, I mean, this will still be a chilled holiday. It's just a lot of water involved. No, it will not be a chilled holiday. I know it. I know it. I'm going to be exhausted. <laughs> I can tell. I know the vibe. How long are you going for? A long time as well. I guess eight days or something. I genuinely thought you were going to say eight weeks. Eight weeks? <laughs> I'm dropping out of life to surf. I mean, you're going, to, you're going to grow your hair and get a tattoo and things like that. Yeah, what if I hate it, though? What if day one I'm like, mm, nah, surfing's no for me. I believe firmly. You believe in me? I believe in you, absolutely, every day. Um, oh. But like when, when you go surfing in the first day, you're most likely going to hate it. And you're going to go, why, why am I going to do this for eight days? And then by day eight, you're not going to want to go home. Day eight, I'm going to be, the end of day eight, it's going to be like, I've got the hang of this now. <laughs> and that's that back to London where there's no beach. No, there's no beach Although, in London. Well, I watched Jaws the other day. What? Did you really? Mm-hmm. As in Jaws, as in like my favorite film of all time, Jaws. Your favorite film of all time, Jaws? Right. Because... <laughs> Yeah, an idea to see if you wanted to go surfing. No, but I hadn't thought of that. And I, when I went to Australia a couple of years ago, I was obsessed with the water. I was always there. I didn't surf, but I was like, like swam in the ocean and stuff all the time. I loved yeah. it. And I'm quite, uh, I've got an anxious disposition. If I get worried about something, I'm fucked. And I hadn't thought about sharks just happen i don't know it's just not something if i'm in a plane i'm worried it's gonna crash right. if i'm doing something else i'm worried of this but in the ocean in australia in queensland <laughs> never thought about sharks the home of sharks but i went in a uh i think someone mentioned a shark on a podcast and i was talking about how mental they are and i was like oh yeah sharks went down a shark rabbit hole i was like loving it i watched jaws because I was also thinking of this. I wanted to watch a movie about a shark. Think of how many movies about sharks have been made. Yeah. The, the, pretty much the only good one is Jaws. And it also happens to be one of the best films of all time. I'll say about the movie. It isn't. It's brilliant. Have you never seen it before? No, I have. Oh, but it was, okay. I had it on... Um, VHS as a kid so it was one of the ones that I'd watch over and over and over and over and over yeah and so watching it back was so nostalgic but I was I was hooked as well it was, it, it, I feel like when they made it they were like they probably were because Spielberg's a genius they right. knew that like animation was coming they knew that things were going to get way more realistic so they 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 made a conscious effort to make sure it would hold up I, surely they did that you, you know, I agree. And I think the reason there's so much footage of like real life sharks underwater, you know, from like, I don't know what it was. It was like some mad documentary from around the time. They like bought the rights to use it in the film. And mm. then obviously when the shark is above water, it's the mechanical shark. But like there's so much of it underwater and you hardly ever see the shark because it's all about the kind of tension and the, the weight mm. and stuff like that. Just the idea of like, there's always like water visible somewhere in a shot and the music and stuff like that is just, it's, it's, you know, and I could wake up tomorrow and, and say, you know, Jaws is my favorite movie of all time. And that would be that, you know, I love it. It's a very fair. I respect that even more. Yeah. Um, I just Googled, is there sharks in Portugal? Um, there isn't. Proof is that these amazing illustrations represent the biggest sharks occurring in Portugal or spotted in Portuguese waters, including Madeira and Azores. In total, there are more than 40 shark species swimming by. And none or very few are dangerous. Okay. 
yeah, you, you got to watch sharks can be because there's so many sharks and there's wee little sharks and it's like yeah, tiger sharks, great white sharks. You don't want them. No, they're the ones you could uh, you know look out for. You really don't want them. Yeah, but no shark attacks in Portugal. I'm fine. I'm over it. Have you ever seen the Jaws sequels? No, but I did do like a YouTube. I watched like clips of them on YouTube. Yeah. They well, look silly. Jaws 2 is quite good. Um, is it? Jaws 3 is really silly, but I love it because it's a shark in SeaWorld somehow gets into the park. It's great. Uh, but it was also meant to be 3D. It was like Jaws 3D. So there's some really questionable shots in there. But if you like Jaws, it's a good laugh. And then Jaws 4, Jaws the Revenge, is, is also silly, but like they tried to be serious this time, whereas Jaws 3 is, they know it's fun. Um, and there's lots of issues with Jaws 4 in terms of the different filming areas, like there's shots of like the actual ocean, but they've clearly filmed certain scenes in a sort of bed of water they've excluded for filming. So it's like a different color of water. It's like so obvious. But for that reason, Michael Caine's in it too. So it's like quite, it's good that way. But um, I love them all and I'd like to do a Jaws special. Um, and that's what the Dice Gay guy last week was saying. He loves Jaws too. So um, maybe he can come on and chat about all the other Jaws films. I've actually been doing a bit of the acting this week. Can you believe it? We call ourselves oh. actors. And, you know, we, we do some things, but like very few times on the podcast, they'll be able to talk about the events. I won't go into too much detail, but we're just doing a wee sort of like development day for a play. And I was like, my oh. God, in a rehearsal room with other actors. It was crazy. It was, it was a lot of fun. It was good. Wow. We used to do that every day. And how much did we take it for granted? Oh, we hated it. We complained all the time. I hate well, her. She's <laughs> shite. We didn't she complain. shut up. He stinks. That was one frequently, yeah. Um, I don't. I never complained about, about me about hating it and stuff like that. But just you know, you do. It's just your day. No, isn't I don't it? mean you've, that. You've got like the next day. You've got three classes. You're like, oh right. But like yeah. being able to act every day is seems like a luxury. So that was great. Yeah, I was in Edinburgh. Had to travel. Got my Edinburgh. travel paid for. Um, all that stuff. It was like, man, that's like being an actor again. And I, and actually, Mark Kidd who's going to come on the podcast either next week or the week after. I was directing it, so it was lovely to, to work with him. Um, so I guess we'll chat about that in the coming weeks. Um, and also, I was at a gig the other night, and um, so the the band do the theme song to this podcast, taped live, Lewis and Sal. They do the song Seven Sounds, and it's for the, the theme song. It's not for the podcast. They didn't write me a song. I'm just saying I use it for the podcast. They were doing like this gig, um, and obviously, I don't know, I think it's their very first gig back post-COVID times, but um, one of the first anyway, so it was a big deal. And um, they were supporting another band, right? So I can't remember the name of the other band, but um, they came on after Lewis and Sal. So I was just hanging around and I was chatting to the boys and stuff. Oh, yeah, you were great, blah, 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 having drinks. And then the other band go on the stage getting ready to play their set. So it was a four-piece band, right? There was a lead singer, there was a bass guitarist, there was a normal guitarist, and there was a drummer, right? The, they start doing the sound checks and stuff like that. And immediately the bass guitarist starts complaining and saying, I can't hear any of the other instruments in my ears, because obviously they've got earpieces on or whatever. Um, he's like, I can't, I can't hear anything. Thinking, okay, let's get it sorted. And then like, it must have came on like bang on the time they were supposed to start. But the rest of the band just started playing. They just started playing the song without like helping this guy. So he's like standing there, just like a complete idiot. Like, almost, I can't hear you singing. I can't hear your drums, your guitar. So he's just, the poor guy's just standing there. And he's just kind of like trying to guess the chords and stuff. So I was like, oh, that's quite funny, whatever. End of the first song, and he's like, you know, the, the sound technician's up the back of the venue, and the bass guitarist is like, like he's trying to tell him, like, I can't hear anything or whatever. The guy comes up and tries to fix his earpiece, and the band just started playing their songs again. They didn't wait for this guy. This is a member of their band. <gasps> they start playing without him, and he's standing there, and like, I was thinking, okay, well, they'll fix it after this song, surely. Same thing again, same thing again. They did about eight or nine songs. Is he not going, come on? This poor lad was shouting, pointing to his ears, trying to play. I don't know how. I'm not a, you know, I don't play an instrument, so I'm not a singer or anything. I'm not in a band. I don't so know you, how. You couldn't, hear, you couldn't hear any bass then. He wasn't playing. No, couldn't hear any bass. I could hear every other instrument, but he couldn't, clearly. Um, and I don't know how it works. I don't know if, you know, um, what you would do in that situation. Would you just stand there? Would you leave the stage? You know, would you try and fix it? Would you try and play at least something? I don't know. But this guy had the worst poker face you've ever seen. And he made it very, very clear that he was so angry with his 
co-band members. And Do they just get overexcited. <laughs> I They're don't know. Like, didn't notice him. At first I thought they were maybe trying to kick him out of the band without telling him. Um, but they're all stage like, and like he's looking at the, the drummer and the, the poor guy's like he's like I can't hear anything and the drummer's like focus focus like as if it's no. his fault and they're playing this is drama playing, right and I, but that's the, the thing so we were supposed to leave after tape live set because that's the gig I was there that I paid to see it was my friends but I was like we can't leave we have to see what happens here because the guy the bass guitar he was so angry like you could see him just looking and like the singer's up in his face and he's singing and he's like come on having a good time and this guy's like like deadly serious looking at him then the set ends or whatever that they had a few good people in like in terms of the crowd the good numbers they're all chatting they're going one more chin encore encore all that stuff and you know the, the poor bassists are like you know we're not doing another one no way no way no way and then the band start playing an encore, even though he's saying no. And the bass guitarist takes his guitar off and throws it on the ground. He threw it on the ground and storms off and slams the door and leaves. <laughs> Did they keep playing? They kept playing. Oh. The singer's like turning around looking at the drummer. The drummer's like... <laughs> Fuck him. <laughs> so I was like, oh my God, that's great. So then I had to run a catch the train. And I get outside, the poor guy's like having a cigarette outside, like just raging. Someone's talking to him, like patting him on the back. And I was like, man, and immediately I went on their, their social media like the day after to try and see if there was like so-and-so has been removed from the band. But I felt so bad. They, were, they, were, they sounded quite good. But and then like even at one point, like during like song number five or six, the bass guitar finally came in, you know, and like you could hear it. And you could see, <laughs> you could see the guy was like, he was saying like, finally, like, oh my God, this is finally working. And then it cut off again about before the end of the song. Oh, I mean, it was a nightmare of a gig for them. You know what I mean? Like, but the other band members didn't care they were having a great time i don't know if they were drunk or just going for it i mean the drummer i thought was really good um and yeah this poor guy so god knows what's happened to them but they had fans like they had a good lot of people in um which obviously helped wow. lewis and sal for for tape live but um who were great as always you should always go and check out some of their gigs anyone listening um but yeah it's just some drama and as soon as it was happening i was like it's a good story good story for the podcast for a guy Either he's a big, either he's an arsehole or those three are an arsehole. Or the band are. I, it's almost like, I don't know who, was, who would have made that decision. You know what I mean? Like, let's just play the song anyway. And I know they've probably got a time limit and a curfew. But surely if the, if the tech isn't working, you know, it's not as if they're losing precious minutes. You know, like surely they would get five minutes back at the end once they fix the guitar. So I thought they didn't talk to him. He was going, boys, boys. This pretty uh, much we're playing. Pretty much, they were just like, uh, like started playing again, and I, I was like, oh, that's, I feel so bad for him. But I, I mean, I felt really bad for him. But I was in absolute fits of laughter, like I was, in, I was in hysterics. This poor guy. So, um, yes, really good stuff. We love that stuff. We love stories. We love drama, um, and it's good to be back at gigs and back performing. Oh, yeah, that's why I got yeah, into that. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to take up so much of your time, but it was, it's it's too that. much time. I know, I know. You've played on stage before in a band. Yeah. I don't know how in Glasgow many times you did, but I, I, I saw a couple of them. The Hides. The Hides. That's right. Yeah, the Hides. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had two gigs, I think. Two famous gigs. I think you were probably at both of them. Most likely, because I'm a supporter friend. You're a, supportive, you're a fan of the Hides. You, you sang some didn't you? I think so. <laughs> this is a hazy period. This was this was, was quite a long time ago as well. This is the year we met, and it was like we were in we were in college now. We were we were out all the time and stuff like that. That was I always say that was my wild period, my wild phase. Me, I don't have I've never had one. But if I was to you know have a wild phase, it would have been then. I remember when your wild phase ended. I remember it very clearly. <laughs> when I remember was it? it happened. It was a split second. I saw it in your eyes, and I was like, "This guy's settling, dude." <laughs> When was that? Like a couple of years ago. <laughs> uh, it was maybe twenty um, or twenty nineteen. Last time I was with you, or was it well? Twenty sixteen. Twenty sixteen. All right. Was it the night and, where we, uh, we were in the pub and I, I just decided to leave? Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, we were all we were in this underground pub, dancing about being. Uh, excitable yes and, young uh, big 
big group of us and uh, Chris came and I was supposed to stay at Chris and Chris came up to me right. and he was just like, I mean, I'm, I'm just walking about. So I'm going home. What are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> I'm walking about. I'm just walking about. <laughs> it really well, wasn't awesome though. It really wasn't awesome. It was a terrible night. Um, was it? It was a terrible place. Why was I having a good time then? You were probably on the drink, you know? I yeah. don't know. You weren't. Was... Were you not drinking too? <laughs> probably would have had a couple. For you. Probably would have had a couple. Tell me then, okay, um, when was the first time you ever had a drink? Or, or no, not when you had the drink. Oh. When was the first time you'd ever drunk to the point where these memories became hazy? Because it was, for doing... me, it would have been around those times. The, the first time you drank a lot? Sort of inclined days. Yes, 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 yes. I, I had my first drink a couple of years prior, and it was like one drink, and you would nuss it, you know, because you were young. Um, and then mm. I think I think once I started going out all the time, that's when I was drinking more, but never to the point where, you know, I was never never a mess or anything like that. The, the people mm. in the class, Ross Martin and things like that, would always like to remind me um, of the time where we went to someone's house and I was sitting on the chairs and I was so drunk, I was like, I need to get a chair. My legs are sore. And I didn't even know I was sitting down. And at that moment, I was like, <laughs> I'm not a drinker anymore. Because you're embarrassed. Yeah. It's not that I'm embarrassed. embarrassed. I always feel like when people are really drunk, like people tell stories about them, laugh at them, joke about them. Oh, wait, do you see the state that they were in? And oh, I never yeah. wanted to be at the expense of that, you know? Yeah, yeah, I get that. Uh, I'm not a huge drinker. <laughs> but when I do, even, I, even I, the, day. The, the day after, I'm like, oh, God, I bet I was embarrassing. I probably wasn't, but that's no. just the way I... I never remember you being really embarrassing, like a bad drunk or anything like that. But not that I would be, but no, just, I just don't know. Even to this day, I'm not. I'm not the biggest. Embarrassing drinker. things like that. It's like, embarrassing. You hope you're not like. Oh, you hope people are. You hope people around you aren't like this fucking guy. He's no, I know. You exactly. You, you, you don't want to be a hindrance to other people's no. night. You know no. that's when it's the worst because they don't want to see you again and they don't want you to come out and things like that. I tell you what, I've seen you bare your teeth in anger. Um, really? Ross Brody. <laughs> I was. I, I, I wasn't as angry as you think I was. You're the angriest I've ever seen you. I'm not known to be an angry guy, you know. No, I, th- I know, but it's the angriest I've ever seen you. You're pretty angry. Us three, me, you, Ross Brody. Shout out to um, Ross Brody, by the way. I've not spoke to him in well over a year. I have. I went to a sh- show with him. Uh, a couple months ago, went oh, to a couple months ago. Um, yeah, I mean, I've not seen him in years, but about a year ago, I think I think only on his birthday, like I text him. Um, and nice, nice to hear from him. I'd love to see him. Yeah, I told him to come back. He hasn't yet. Um, he will. Right. Um, uh, yes, uh, us three, me, Ross Brody, you in the back of a taxi, um, going somewhere. There were also other taxis. They're all a big group of us going somewhere. And um, Ross Brody was too drunk. And he was like going over you. Like you were in the middle. And he was like flopped <laughs> right. on you. And you were just like, Ross, get up, get up. And where you were just like, he was like over you. And so you were like leaning over him, looking at me going, I mean, I can't. <laughs> what's he doing? And I was well like, up in this my personal is... space. Oh, yeah. This is not. This is so anti-Chris, what he's doing right now. Bit too pissed, um, not up in his grill. Chris is thinking about what we're going to do when we get there. He's now my responsibility. I could see it all. You were just flustered. I think, you know, I take it upon myself to try and make sure everybody has a lovely evening. And I knew we weren't getting into this club because, you know, there's no way Ross is going to come into this club because he was so drunk. He did get in, though. Unbelievably. He was yeah. really good. He's a really good actor. Unbelievably, they let he him in. in. Yeah. Can you believe that? I can't remember anything else of the night. Maybe I got absolutely pissed and I don't remember it because I was so angry. But I remember that, yeah. I don't, no. don't remember that particular one. Uh, so that, let's go on to that then. So the kind of segment that I'm going to try and make recurrent on the good bit is when I have a different guest on. It's going to be what is your first or earliest cinema experience, and then we're going to release them as individual videos on the YouTube channel, yeah. My First Cinema Experience. And we've already done it with Aaron from a few weeks ago. Um, mm. So we have to now change it up a little bit um, because I still want the content for the YouTube channel, damn it. Um, so 
since we were talking about it, tell me some early stories and memories of, you know, when you first discovered, you know, go, like nights out, drinking, going out with your friends and things like that. Have you got any funny stories you can tell us for your first drunken experience? Is I don't have anything. Yeah, I remember the first the I remember the first time I was drunk. Okay. I don't know how old I was. You should have been ashamed. Yeah, I wasn't 16. What's the drinking age? 16. 18. Oh. Wasn't even 16. No. Uh maybe I was 15 or 14. That's young. I was at, I don't know if I should say, we were at, me and my friends, it was one of my friend's older sister's 21st birthday. Okay. Do I know this person? She was having a, no, no. Not really. Um, She was having a party and a big party um, with all her friends, older friends, because we were 15, 21, you know. Sure. Um, But. So her little brother, my friend, and his friends, me and another person, were in charge of the bar, of serving people, because we were just little minions who were going to... We must have been 15. It can't have been that bad. Um, We were just serving people drinks and whatever. Um, And so, you know, no one was watching us. It was a party. It went on, you know. Right. And so we started drinking the stuff uh, to the point where one of the um, boys who was with us, um, there was a chocolate fountain at this point. Part, <laughs> right? Just a table one like this on the table. And he fell asleep in it. In the chocolate fountain? He was just like... Because <laughs> <laughs> he'd been drinking. <laughs> he had to pull his face out of the chocolate fountain. He was just Black. Oh no, it was actually white chocolate. <laughs> just cream white chocolate all over his face. Uh, yeah, we, we. I remember um, just being like, "Whoa, <laughs> it's a brilliant first time to get drunk." All these twenty-one-year-old right girls who were like, "Yeah, who would dance with the little kids?" And we were like, "Yeah, dance with the little kids." You are fifteen compared to them, though. A 21-year-old and a 15-year-old, you're, you're just like... It's a big deal with the 15 Hello, child. Yeah, okay. The 15-year-old's like, killing it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. They're just like, oh, it's your wee brother's friends. But we, I mean, I had a brilliant time. <laughs> <laughs> Loved it. That's good. Yeah, because... I, I do remember... Go- Sorry. Yeah, going after it, like, oh, this is good. I guess I'm a drinker. Because <laughs> that's <laughs> brilliant. The, the start of a downward spiral. Of how your life's going to go the next few years. Up. Okay. Well, um, I can't remember the first time I was drunk. First time I had like a drink, 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 though, was when I was 17. Um, And it was like an after party or something like that for maybe a show, like a school show or something like that. Um, I think we did hairspray. Um, It might not even been like an after party. It might have just been like a party with the cast a couple of weeks later. It was like summertime, (laughs) one of those garden parties and stuff. Um. And that's when I started drinking the Copperbergs, the ciders. And at that point forward, it was like juice, you know. At that point onward, I was like, this is, is going to be my drink, you know, because, you know, I've never tried beer. I've never tried wine. But obviously, you'd have the odd sip of your parents, you know, if you were feeling, you know, dangerous. But I didn't like it. So um, that's why I started on the, the, the fruity ciders for a long time. Um, and even to this day, I still enjoy a fruity cider. Now I'm more on what I drink now when I have a drink. I like a, a, a Captain Morgan's rum. With that's what? Coke. That's my like that's my go-to now. I actually quite like beer now. And it's like a it's like an acquired taste, man. At first I was like, there's mm. no chance I'm liking this, you know. Do you like wine? Um, no, but I mm. think it will be an acquired taste because you know, all my life I'd be like, no, it's disgusting. And then like recently, if you have a couple of sips, it's like, oh, it's not too bad, actually. So I think it's gonna o- over time, you know, over time. I can see myself being old and grey with a nice glass of white. I don't like champagne though. See Prosecco and things. I can't, I mean, I've tried so much over the years. To, you know, it's like New Year or something or a big celebration. Yes, get a Prosecco. And my girlfriend loves Prosecco. So I try. No chance. You ever had really good champagne though? 
well, I don't know. I've never gone out and bought it for myself and went, this is a good bottle. If ever there's opportunity where you're at some do or something and they've got fancy champagne, try that because the good stuff. I don't particularly like Prosecco, but no, a couple of times in my life I've been in the presence of like brilliant champagne and it's fucking... It's, it's nectar, mate. Does it floor you? In a good way. Yeah. Oh, no. It's just a good taste. It's like, ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Very nice. All right. Well, well, um, what, what, well what happened? What, anything notable happened the first time oh, you had no. some copper just, bugs? Just, um, no. Nothing nothing of note. No, no, just, no chocolate fountains? No chocolate fountains. That's what I'm saying. It wasn't a very exciting one. It was a garden party in the summertime. So you may have fallen over a few times. Um, eh. And that was that. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know what you mean though, because there was like older girls there, and I was like, oh god, but I'm still 17. It's not as if I was a child really anymore, but I guess you are. It's nah. um, you're a little bit trying to be more controlled, you know, at that age. Mm. Mm. Anyway, um, all right, well, ask me about my first time doing something then. Ask me. My turn. Um, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the, the interviewer. What was the first time? that you remember feeling pain? Um, I think everyone's got a point where they remember going, I already hurt myself there. Good one. That is a good one. Um, I think it was when I was very, very wee and uh, my mum was doing the ironing and she like scooshed me with like the water in the iron and I just thought it was the funniest thing ever. So I tried to like do it to her. I would have been like four or five years old and like I just, like thumb the iron. Oh, yeah. That was a pretty. That was a bad one. Like I slept the whole night with my thumb in like soda cream. Um, <laughs> that's an early memory. Or there's the famous story. I'm sure I've told it on the good bit before, where I was in Paris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've told you this before. And I think one of the last episodes you were talk, talking about when I go to Paris. This can't be like, your. This can't be your only Paris yeah, experience. That's an early one. Cracked my head off the headboard and like sliced my head all the way up the back and stuff like. Oh. Yeah, that was pretty bad. But it's not, I wasn't so much pain. That was more shock of seeing more blood stuff holding my head together. Um, but yeah, what about you? Early, first time you felt pain? I actually haven't thought about my answer. Yeah. Um, I do remember getting my pinky stuck in the hinge of a door at oh, school. Man. It was a big uh, toilet door go into the toilets and I had my pinky in the hinge and someone opened it I remember that's bad that's that's right up there with like the stubborn of your toe you know like it's it's, you can't describe the pain it's just no matter what age you are that would that would be horrible I mean stung by a bee remember being stung by a bee when I was young and I just end of the world yeah oh I don't know what it must feel like because all my memories of being stung by a bee is are as like a kid and I remember, uh, oh, nettles. Mm. Like nettles and bees. These are things that get little kids. Absolutely. More I feel so like than now, adults. I'm not saying I'm fearless, but at this point, you know, like getting stung by a bee doesn't seem like a big deal to me. Well, I don't know. But the nettle thing, I was somewhere a few months ago and I was, I caught a nettle on mm. my ankle or something and I, hadn't, I didn't really notice until I start going, oh, ah, nettle. Oh, it must have been a nettle. Well, that's a wee bit stingy. But that's the first time I've been stung since I was a kid. And I remember yep. being afraid of, I was so afraid of nettles up until that point, because when you get a kid, you're like, what is this? Yeah, more sensitive. Yeah, the thing you're kind of scared about now in terms of pain is things like getting burned by the sun and things like that. It's like, these are things that are going to like alter your day. Yeah, pain. Well, I'll tell you what, do you know who also felt a lot of pain back in the 19... When was it set? 20s. 1920s. Benedict Cumberbatch was playing a character in The Power of the Dog. How long have we been going here without talking about the film? 43 minutes, um, which is a whole episode. Okay, let's let's do our quick little uh, review then. We can really get going when we're chatting, which is which know, the yeah. key of a good podcast. Listen, thank you everybody for listening. Um, yeah. Yeah, no so, one's going to listen to the film bit. 
<laughs> it's like uh, the film bit is front, so there's like a title to the episode, which would imply that that's like the main focus of the episode, not when did no. you feel pain for the first time. Um, so <laughs> that's power, a good title, though. That's a good title. The Power of the Dog. Um, the reason we're doing this one this week is because we just had, had both seen it recently. Um, we thought yeah. there's something that we can talk about on the podcast. And uh, yes, the reason I wanted to watch it, I'll say this, I would never have watched this. Not because I have anything against Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, just not my style of film. I, I, there's something about period films and... Western? Uh, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that, but it's not something that I was like, oh, I'm going to check that one out. You know, there's been plenty of Netflix films that have come and gone. That I'm like, not first. Why did you watch it? Because uh, it is up for 11 Oscars. 11. Mm. More than any other film this year, which I found very interesting. And I was like, oh, a Netflix film up for more Oscars than any other film. Um, mm. So that's interesting. Also, Don't Look Up is also up for Best Picture. Don't think I agree with that. Um, I kind of know why they're doing it you know, just for the whole message and stuff like that. But um, what I'll do is I'll read out the other nominees um, for the 2022 Oscars. And I don't... See, when it comes to the Oscars, I feel like we always talk about them like it's after a big deal. But, like, I've never really considered them to be this, like, verbatim thing, you know, but I still always pay attention to them. Like, Hmm. 2021, right, last year, my favourite film was No Time to Die, Right? Oh, wait, no, Spider-Man. Spider-Man 2021? Either that or Spider-Man um, No Way Home was mm-hmm. my favourite film of the year. It was not Nomadland, but in 2021, that, that won the best picture of 2021. And I'm like, it, it was fine, but like, I don't know why. So it's not as if I'm like really stuck on it, you know, like I have to make sure that this is the film that's the best of the year. So um, when it comes to Oscar season, I try to watch all the best picture nominees just because it's like, they are the recognised films now. You know, so it's like just to get a bit of a opinion on them. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have Nightmare Alley, starring Bradley Cooper and Gilmario del Toro. Don't look up. We have Dune, Drive My Car, which is a Japanese film, Belfast, Licorice Pizza, which I've now seen. Mm-hmm. Have we spoken about this? You told me about it last episode, but I went to see it and I've loved it. Yeah. You, you said you were still kind of thinking about developing your opinion on it. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. You loved it. I did, yeah. Immediately. I didn't even need to sleep on it. Oh, um, good. Power of the Dog, West Side Story, which I was mm, not I keen on. That. Which I was not keen on. Oh. Um, oh, you've seen it? No, I've not seen it. I was not keen on seeing oh. Um, oh. And now I wish I'd seen it in the, in the cinema because of the soundtrack. It's on Disney Plus now, though. Um, King Richard, which we oh. spoke about in the Don't Look Up episode, and Coda which I hadn't even heard of, but I read the description and it sounds good. So I'll be trying to watch all of these. So I've already seen King Richard, I've already seen Blackerous Pizza and Don't Look Up and now I've also seen The Power of the Dog. So tell me, what did you think of The Power of the Dog? Do you think it's worthy of its 11 nominations? No. All right. Uh, I, uh, I liked it. Thought it was a good film. I was uh, intrigued. I was interested. Thought it was clever. But uh, the one word I would use from my experience watching it is forgettable. And unfortunately, it's a very similar experience to watching Nomadland, actually. I preferred Power of the Dog to Nomadland because I thought Nomadland was more forgettable. But maybe it's just because I saw it ages ago that I've forgotten it more. Um, uh, I wasn't. I watched it before it was Oscar hyped, really, because I was interested in. Um, I kind of knew that they were. They they said it was about a western about toxic masculinity. I think was the tagline that I right. heard, and I thought I'd like to see that Benedict Cumberbatch, Kirsten Dunst. Making a sort of revival. Yeah, good um, cast. Really good cast. Good cast. Great acting as well. Um, Absolutely. Especially from Kirsten Dunst. I think that was such a vulnerable performance. Um, she sort of left her. I, I don't know. I just thought it was extremely good. Um, but I thought it was forgettable, honestly. Uh, and this, this kind of film, I don't know what 
else to say because I I enjoyed it. Uh, it's hard to analyze why, but 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 I remember just as soon as it was over, just going, huh, huh. That's that. I, I have now seen that, and that's that. And you said, oh, do you want to do Power of the Dog? And I went, oh yeah, that. You know, yep. It might be a brilliant masterpiece in people's eyes, but for a film that's got eleven Oscar nods or whatever. Uh, and for someone to mention it to you, like you to me, and for me to go, oh yeah, that, right? I think when someone says, you know, like it's got eleven Oscar nominations, but these mm. nominations all have merit in their own right. You know what I mean? Mm. I think Best Picture is a push. It's a good film. Mm. It's well made. Right, I see. Stuff, yeah, you know. Mm. But Benedict mm. Cumberbatch is up for Best Actor, and I can totally believe that. He's great. You know. Um. Don't think you'll win it. Um, and then we also have um just find the next okay. Then we have Cody Smith McPhee for best supporting actor and Jesse Plemons also up for best supporting actor. So there's like Kirsten Dunst. And she's up for best supporting actress. Oh. Kirsten Dunst. So there's five there's five of the nominations. There's five of the nominations. Um let's see what else have we got here. Um, Jane, Jane Campen for uh, director, best director, Power of the Dog. Can can believe that, mm. you know. So things like this, you know, like the um, best adapted screenplay, it's up for. I can I can understand that. So there's plenty of these things, and it's like best original score soundtrack was good. Um, I think what did Benedict, you think of it? I think Benedict Cumberbatch's American accent is amazing. Um. And I liked the film, but much like you, it's very forgettable. I actually preferred Nomadland, I think. Um, yeah, maybe I, I did. I can't really remember. I like the style, I guess, like the old kind of... just I can't relate to these films a lot. You know, I, I felt the same about the Tom Hanks Netflix film, um, News of the World from 2020, I believe. And, you know, it's like I can watch Tom Hanks do anything, you know, and mm. I, I enjoyed the film. It's about, he, it's about back in the day and he's traveling around the country reading the news to people and that's how people learned about what was going on in the world and um, he finds like a lost young girl and he takes her with him on this journey around the country reading the news and it's like a wholesome film fine but it's like you can't really relate to it it's quite forgettable you know but it's like it's a yeah. nice film whatever I feel like Benedict Cumberbatch fans will be like oh wow this is stunning you know yeah. um, and he is very good I mean, and it's a very intelligent knows what it wants to do film good script but at the end of the day, I think it's quite slow. It was quite I, slow. That was, that's the word I would use to describe it. It is slow. But you can get good slow films. I know. And, and because... I don't like when people call a film slow because often films I like, people other people call slow. And I'm like, yeah, oh, no, it's not. So I hesitate to call a film that. But I think this film is quite slow. Yeah. But I also think that the, the great slow films that we always talk about always go somewhere. And yeah, this, this one, one didn't really. Doesn't really. It's supposed to be a big twist at the end, and I suppose it is, but it just left me feeling like, oh. But okay. like, as soon as it happened, the big twist or whatever, like, I'm assuming if people are listening to this episode and have listened this far, you have seen the film before, but it's like that he dies or whatever. It's like... He kills him. He kills him. Um, it's like, all right, it, that should be a huge moment. You know what I mean? Yeah, it didn't feel like it, did it? It didn't feel like it. Like, I, I reached for my phone a few times. My girlfriend fell asleep. Oh. That's not a good sign for a film that's mm. up for Best Picture. Um, um, it was a long day. Right? I think the, also the way they reveal the, the, the twist is someone says it. Someone else says, oh, no, he died. And you go, oh, what? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and there's loads you of don't see like him that. die. There's loads of like um, conversations like that where there's probably really vital information because there's so many of them. You end mm. up tuning out. You know what mm. I mean? Like you don't remember every single aspect of a conversation. So why should you be listening? You know, to every single aspect of the maybe maybe it's down to you as the viewer. You know, to make sure you're tuned in the whole time. But it's mm. also you know, um, it's two hours and twelve minutes. You know, it's like it's a long time to have lots of conversations. I listened to a podcast yesterday, the um, W2F podcast, WTF, WTF, what the fuck, uh, podcast with Mark Maron. Do you know the one? Yes, yes. Um, so the guy did the uh, Glow show, the wrestling show. 
Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, he interviewed Sam Elliott. Do you know Sam Elliott? I do know Sam Elliott, yeah. Not personally. Sam Elliott. Uh, what a voice. What a voice. What a voice. It's a good podcast. Um, yeah. Um, and he had a lot to say about the power of the dog. He, and because he's been in like so many Westerns and he's that sort of a Western guy. Western guy. The Western and voice. He, yeah. He hated it. Really? He was like, you want me to talk about that piece of shit? And Mark Maron's like, oh, oh, yeah. Uh, you didn't like that film then? And he's like, no. <laughs> and he doesn't really explain it where or why he doesn't like it, but he essentially says, I grew up in Texas. I've done so many Westerns. Um, what does this director from New Zealand know about Westerns? I had nothing because it didn't reflect... He said he it didn't reflect what he knew about the West. Um, I don't. I like westerns, but I'm not from Texas. I haven't watched. I'm not an aficionado, and it seems pretty good to me. But he was like, he was not for it, and I trust him. All right, because of his voice. Yes. Yeah. I just. I just heard it. I, I, I don't, it's just by, by coincidence, I was listening to this podcast last night. We're going to do this today. And he was like, oh, power of the dog is a piece of shit. And then I was like, oh, I mean, I didn't think it was that no. great, but maybe it's a piece of shit. No, we're, we're talking. Elliot thinks so. We're kind of criticizing it, but I did think it was a good film. Exactly. Know? I did think it was good. But Sam Elliott has swayed me in some way, not with his argument. He didn't, he didn't explain it well very well. I, I don't know if he was against the. I don't think he was. I don't know, but he thought it was utter shit. All right, and he's just—he's just one of these gravitas figures who sort of just—it's like an—it's like an Ian Grieve. If Ian Grieve says something is shit, you're like, tell me about it. Shit. That happened so many times in college. Like I'd, I'd go and see a film and think, yeah, yeah I liked yeah. it. I'm an actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'd and walk in and Ian would, oh, but, he would but at least he'd like, he'd like break it down moment by moment. <laughs> <laughs> why it's bollocks um, I thought Jesse Plemons was really good his brother he's always good he is always good he's good. It's very. he plays very similar characters all the time this kind of yeah. dry kind of strange eccentric other person but well, he's really good at it isn't he in isn't he in he's in a is he in Breaking Bad Breaking Bad is when I first saw him and he is um, what's his name in Breaking Bad he's, he's different in that isn't he well, no, though he's kind of eccentric and strange and but dangerous as well. He's in the Irishman, Power of the Dog, um, the Judas and the Black Messiah. Let's see what else is in Game Night. It was very funny in Game Night. The Post, which was another film we thought was very slow. Um, <sighs> Bridge of Spies. He's in Bridge of Spies. Does he? Does he uh, endorse his nick? Todd. Does he endorse his nickname, uh, Fat Damon, or does he hate that? Well, I don't know. Because so oh, many people call him that. As in, like, now because of this film? No. It's just his nickname. Did you not heard that before? No. Did that, it was did like, oh, this guy. In this film? Oh, no, they just call him Fatty, don't they? No, no, yeah. Just because he looks like a bit of a chubbier Matt Damon. I think people say oh, that. So they call I him see. Fat Damon. I think he looks like a chubbier Matt Damon, does he? <laughs> I kind of get the essence. Uh, but I don't think it's nice to call someone fat. No, I just wondered if he's, if he's like, yeah, it's funny, or if he's like, if it's like bullying. No, that it's kind yeah. of bullying if he doesn't like it. Interesting. I thought that. Yeah, I thought he was really good. And as you say, Kirsten Dunst was was great. As you say, very funny. Kirsten Dunst was the best. She's the best in this film. I also thought our son was good, Cody Smith McPhee, the really really thin guy that was kind of strange too. Um, mm, he was pretty good. I thought he was good. Yeah, he's pretty good. But I thought I, I, I really loved Kirsten Dunst in this film. I think it would. It's an. E, I'm glad she's got the Oscar nod because it's it's a kind of performance that's easy to overlook because yeah because it's not. I don't know why it's easy to overlook, but but it is, and and I'm glad it isn't. She, maybe she's not as prominent. Of an actress nowadays, she's not in as much as she used to, so people are going to forget about her. I don't know, but um, as you say, this is a bit of a return to form. She was really good. Mm, I just, yeah, I just think 
it's just, it's just a it's a tough part if you read that part on the page and all all she had to do you'd go oh jeez it's an undertaking but she makes it she just it just falls out of her she's brilliant it's not the scene where Benedict Cumberbatch was playing what's it, what instrument is that is it a ukulele the banjo banjo Ban- banjo yeah and or was it um, just a banjo I think it's a banjo that's the one thing Sam Elliott did to that he was like just a guy in his straps playing the banjo. I mean, come on. That's not the worst. That's a caricature. Just, I mean, I guess it is. But they had like this wee battle of playing a song. One's playing the piano, one's playing the banjo. Like, I thought that was a really good scene. Um, mm. I like the setting. Again, I think the music really helped the film, you know, for the vibe of the film and stuff like that. But yeah, it's going to be forgettable. I don't think it'll win. But then again, I've not seen six of them. Um I could definitely see it winning. It's not going to be nominated for a living and not win anything. Um, oh, yeah. Surely. So it'll probably win something like that. And I can I can see Kirsten Dunst winning this, but you know. Who um, else is up for best? Is it best supporting actress? Yes. Shall I get it for you? No, you got it. Yeah, you get it. Best supporting actress. All right. We have uh, Ariana DeBus from West Side Story. Jesse Buckley. Okay. Uh, the Lost Daughter, Adrian. Oh, Ellis. she's very, she's very good in that. That's another very vulnerable performance. I thought she's a very good actress. Um, Onjuan Ellis and King Richard and Judy Dench in Belfast. Well, I haven't seen any a lot of those, but always um, the same people up for Oscars. I think Jess Buckley, the ones I have seen, Jess Buckley and um, Carson Dunst. They should, they could definitely win it. I can see one of either Jesse Plemons or Cody Smith McPhee from Power of the Dog winning Best Supporting Actor. They're up against Troy Kotsur from Coda, J.K. Simmons being the Ricardos, and Kieran Hines in Belfast as well. Um, yeah, let's just look at the Best Actor and Actresses, right? So Best Actor, we have Benedict Cumberbatch. We have Javier Bardem being the Ricardos. Denzel Washington, The Tragedy of Macbeth. Will Smith mm. and King Richard, who's got a shooting win in this, mm. by the way, and Andrew Garfield in Tick Tick Boom, which I've not seen, but I can't. I really. Oh, I have so. seen that. I hope so. I I I, I, hope, I hope so. I hope to see it soon. It's really good. I like that, and I fucking hate musicals. Um, but it's I brilliant. like him. I, love that. I like Andrew Garfield. I think he's a nice guy. He's just good in everything, isn't he? Yeah, Hacksaw Ridge. Stunning. Oh, he's so um, good in that. And then Best Actress, we've got Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman, The Lost Daughter, Kirsten Stewart, mm. Spencer, Nicole Kidman being the Ricardos, Penelope Cruz, Parallel Mothers. I've only seen Olivia Coleman in The Lost Daughter and she won't win that. Is The Lost Daughter any good? Yeah, I've, ta- I've spoke about this. Oh, spoke about time. this on the last podcast. Sorry. Sorry. It's the one with uh, who I said... Uh, Someone, the actress in it is really good. Fifty Shades of Grey, Dakota Johnson. Dakota Johnson. There you go. Got it. Dakota Johnson. I think she's the best in this film. Uh, Olivia Coleman is is good, but she's Olivia Coleman, and she won't win that. Price. She won for the other film, didn't she? Sure, she probably deserved it, but she won't win this one. What was it called? Or oh, the favorite. I have not seen the it. The favorite, yes. Again, not my thing. Period drama, not my thing. What? Well, how period are you talking? Because uh, you know, totally different periods at this point. But like, um, yeah, like see Downton Abbey and things like that. It's never clicked with me. But again, I've never given it a fair chance. That's what Boba Fett talking about period dramas. <laughs> a thing that happened a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Oh yeah, what do you think? That's a loved it. Great, right? I fucking loved it. And do you not know, think it was like people were complaining that it's a bit woke? And Why? Doing, What's woke about it? Well, they're doing just things for the sake of it because, you know, Boba Fett doesn't need a background. But I'd also argue that Boba Fett doesn't need his own show. But he's getting his own show. So he's going to have to what do something. What was woke about it? I don't know. I I'm not complaining about that. I'm just saying people are online. Um, I'm trying to think, though. No, the, I know. The bikers? The bikers thing. They were the unnecessary. Sand, you know, the sand people, the Tuscans. Um, Things like that. What, making them seem nice? Yeah, and him befriending them and things like that. But Oh, I loved it. I loved it. Think... Um, what? 
I was going to say, do you think it was so like cool the fact they did a whole episode about the Mandalorian? Like a whole episode. Yeah, I don't care. I don't care. Get, get... I don't care if Boba Fett, the show as a show in itself, is not some masterpiece piece of television. I love Star Wars. It's Star, Star Wars. Wars. Give me Star Wars content. I'm a fiend. I I don't discriminate where Star Wars content is, um, especially Favreau and Filoni. They can do, give Absolutely. me anything, Favreau and Filoni. I believe in them. I've put my trust in them and they continue. I love it. Most things they do. I know I did read uh, after I watched the series, I then read up on all the criticism and um, things. And, and it's fair criticism to say it falls, it falls short of a lot of people's expectations. Uh, I, I don't really have any expectations going in. Man, I fucking loved it. Um, he he he, he's a bit of a chunky boy, Boba Fett now. Um, but Get he's also it. aging. Um, you know, yeah. they, of course they're going to use um, Tamara Morrison. Tamara Morrison. You know. Um, oh, I loved it. I'm trying to yeah. think. I thought it was great. I, I like the fact that it's literally just a continuation of season two in some ways of The Mandalorian. They weren't yeah. afraid to do things like bring the Luke Skywalker thing back. They just, they go and, you know, how in the Mandalorian, when Grogu is on the screen, it's always like this big thing, like, oh, he's so marketable and stuff like that. It's like they just put him unannounced in another show. Brilliant. Uh, Rosario Dawson is Ahsoka, class. Mm, yeah. Um, loads of good things about it. I thought it was really good. My issue with it was I've never been a big Boba Fett fan. People always talk about him as if he's this, like, amazing character when he's literally in, what, 11 minutes of... Are you not? I'm a, big, I'm a big Boba Fett fan. I just, I, I'm not a Boba Fett fan. I just was like, well, he doesn't do anything, you know? No, I love him. People like the mystique of that, you know? Like, he's mm-hmm. a kind of quiet character, and now you're getting him speaking all the time, and, you know? Um, do you know who yeah. I wanted to see who I didn't? Bosk. Right? I thought we were going to see Bosk. That's how deep, and I'm ridiculous. Um, was hype to see Cad Bane. Oh, yeah. I didn't see that coming. Didn't see that coming. Uh, I don't think he's dead. I'll say I that. also felt rewarded. I felt as if I was smart because I knew who he was right away. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's dead. Um, I, I'm so glad that um, Cobb Vanth isn't dead because he's one of my favorite. He's become one of my favorite characters. I love that actor. I don't know his name, um, but the guy who plays the the sheriff. The mayor. I think that's he's a great good character. Right? He does he does it so well? He's just he, he should be he should have his own series. I'd watch that. Um, no, I love the backstory. I love the the shots of him in the the tank, in the pit, the sarlacc. Oh pit, yeah, 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 yeah. Getting out and you can see inside it. And these are the things like I, as a child, have thought about since I was tiny when watching right. Boba Fett go in. What does that look like? What is what is going to happen to him? So rewarding. Yep, um, absolutely. And May twenty fifth on the fortieth anniversary of the original release of A New Hope, we're getting the Obi Wan Kenobi series. Oh, I've been excited about that. I for I I I I love Boba Fett. True, but I didn't it, I didn't watch Boba Fett until it all been released. Just because I just hadn't got round to it. Um, I know I will be watching Kenobi on the day. I mean, yep. stay up. <laughs> to see because I mean this is this is the show that like I don't know man ever since 2005 Revenge of the Sith I was like I want this I want yeah. more of of his character and you know if it, that question would always come up but this is before you know Disney bought Star Wars and all the new films yeah it was like if, if you could bring Star Wars back like what would you do and I, I would I would always say I want more Ewan McGregor Revenge I want Sith, more you know Revenge of the Sith Anakin you know um and Obi-Wan Kenobi backs, not backstory, but like, what has he been up to for those 30 years? Yeah. The scene I cried a bit when we got the Order 66 scene. I, I was just couldn't believe I was seeing it. I'm such a nerd, but I couldn't believe I was seeing it. I was like, oh, oh. Yeah. even though we knew the story and stuff, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Anyway, it always comes uh, back to Star Wars, but this has been an episode about the power of the dog. Uh, um, but yeah, thank you very that. much for. <laughs> I think Sorry. Sam Elliott. Um, thank you Fuck very much. Of shit, my brother. <laughs> Don't bother watching it on the Netflix. Don't bother watching it. Watch my new show, Stars Born. <laughs> Stars Born, isn't he? Um, I'm in it. I'm really good. I love fucking lovely Gaga. She's so good. <laughs> he said that. He said, I was in a, 
a fucking movie with Lady Gaga. She's so fucking good. Just you fucking schmuck. Um, yes, everybody. Right, thank you very continue. much for listening. No, it's fine. Um, this is this has been. I was thinking we were going to talk about the Pair of Dog for twenty minutes because we didn't have much to say, and this has been our longest episode of the series. So you far. said you wouldn't keep me long. This has been an hour and ten minutes, Chris. It's my fault too. That's all right. Uh, well, this has been the Good Bit Podcast, everybody. Thanks for listening, slash downloading, slash streaming, and or watching on the YouTube channel. Please continue to keep up. Next week, we'll be back with another great film of choice. And until then, from myself and from my co-host, Aaron D, we'll see you all next time on the Good Bit Pod.